Hello, hello. Hi. <laughs> uh, I was reading Baker Street Peculiars again. <laughs> um, this is the Big Planet Comics Podcast. I am Nick. I'm Kelly. I'm Jared. Yep, and we're here to talk about comics, comic-related things. Uh, you listen to sirens as, <laughs> as they pass by outside. Um, yeah, so what have you guys been up to lately? I, it's, I, don't, I haven't really done anything. I've been driving a lot. I've been doing some Uber driving on the side. Uber, fantastic. But I've been doing it like when I get off work until like four in the morning <laughs> oh no really <laughs> which is pretty exhausting but yeah that sounds rough that's cool well i, I want to have my weekends don't free. do that well yeah. i choose to do it because then on my day off i don't do anything okay oh, i could well, just watch no. tv all that's day not bad. that's Fair. not bad um yeah i like to get it all out of the way as quickly as possible but uh what have you guys been up to stuff cool stuff. things jared hasn't been doing anything i haven't besides been, the kickstarter that's which that's is successfully so yeah that funded. happened um been watching Full Metal Alchemist a lot still. Yeah, still haven't finished it. But are it's you doing so the good. original one or Brotherhood? Brotherhood. Okay. Uh, we started the original and then we skipped to Brotherhood, which I, we're enjoying. I said yeah, yeah, but I've never watched it. Oh really? It's really good. I want to read the comic now. Uh, That's also really good, and it's yeah. done. Although I don't know if it's all out. Is yeah. it like metal metal? Like no, no I really. wish. No. That's like uh, <laughs> fully coolie. Oh god, was it Bleach? No god. Oh, it was fully coolie. That one was like well, that one's crazy metal. sci-fi Somebody... metal. Pulls a guitar out of it. Berserk. Head. That's the one. I'm did you hear that Netflix is doing new Fully Cooly? Yeah. I did. Yeah, it's Peter lost his mind. That's like his favorite is it? anime ever. That's yeah. cool. Uh, what have you been up to, Kelly? I went did to you New York Wars again. Yet? Yeah, I did, actually, in New York. <laughs> um, nice, nice. No, so it sounds like I went very quickly, but this was actually a few weeks after the last time. Um, I have friends, from internet friends from the UK and Australia. and Me they too. were in. Well, they were in uh, <laughs> New York to see a bunch of plays actually to see hamilton ah, um yeah. they did you go see it again no 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 but i went up and just spent a couple days with them and we went to coney island and i'd never been there before and that was really awesome i like coney island coney Island's amazing yeah, yeah it was all closed so we just like oh. no it actually was really nice like it was Weird. really quiet and no, we like walked yeah. up and down yeah. the boardwalk and like huh. we went to the little aquarium you um, sit on the beach when it's like yeah empty. it's great yeah, yeah it was and we were there it was like 70 degrees outside oh, wow. yeah it was really nice um and then uh the friends that I was staying with live next to this giant cemetery. And so for the, the second half of sec- the second day I was there, we just like walked around the cemetery, which was really, really fun, That's actually. Cool. <laughs> I have a really funny ce- cemetery story to tell you, but I'll tell you later because okay. it's uh, not appropriate. Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty. I'm excited. Um, yeah. So that's what we've been up to. Let's see what these weird comic people have been up to. Yeah. That's Justin. <laughs> what is that? The voice from uh, Breaking News. Uh, what's that show called? Oh my god, I can't remember anything. <laughs> my brain is so fried. Yeah, um, you should definitely Cora. Keep right? Oh yeah. Previously they, on Cora. They old timey. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So Image Expo was today, right? No, last week. Last week, because uh, we're whatever. We're pretending that recently. we're recording this at a different time. Um, <laughs> I don't remember. I don't even. I don't remember any news from. The last two or three weeks, but it happened. It's been a blur, and there were some announcements. Uh, but yeah, they announced a bunch of series, uh, some super awesome stuff. Uh, I just got a few of them written down here. We got Black Cloud, Jason Latour, Ivan Brandon, Greg Hinkle, Matt Wilson, uh, and other people. Lots of people. But um, that looks awesome. What else we got? Black Monday Murders, which is like a supernatural one by Jonathan Hickman and Tom Corker. Coker. Coker. I almost called him Corker. Um, 
That looks awesome. Isola by Brandon Fletcher and Carl Kershaw, which looks incredible. It's like a super huge fantasy, fantasy thing, thing, little yeah. Game of Thrones cool. s- in scope. Killer Be Killed. Uh, I put it on here twice because it's that good. Uh, <laughs> by Ed Brubaker, Sean Phillips, and Elizabeth Breitweiser, uh, which, you know, it's a new Ed Brubaker, Sean Phillips book. It's going to be great. Crime, this crime, one's crime. about uh, a young guy who decides to kill criminals, which is a Punisher kind of thing, but. Awesome. Probably way dark. Yeah. I don't know. Can it be darker than Punisher? Probably. <laughs> Punisher Max? Yeah. It's pretty dark. That's true. Um, that's true. But yeah, that looks incredible. Motor Crush, which is super exciting by Brendan yes. Fletcher, Cameron Stewart, and Bab Star. That's a Batgirl team. Batgirl team. And we've learned Together on Batgirl again. that Bab Star draws motorcycles super well. And this that's is all true. motorcycles. It's like fashion and motorcycles is what this book is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. God, this next one, someone, too. Someone's talking about it. They're like, oh, man, she's leaving Batgirl. To go to image. I'm like, that's amazing. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> yeah, right. Can't uh, wait to see this. Seven to Eternity by Rick Remeter and Jerome Pena, which oh, is super dudes. exciting too. That's a great team. Uncanny X Force back, both of back them. together. Uh we had Versus by Evan Brandon and Esad Rubik, which looks pretty insane. Um but yeah, there's a bunch of other ones, but those are the ones I that were most notable to me, but they all look pretty great. That is excellent. Um it's exciting. Images is constantly killing it. <laughs> Um, but yeah, that's all the news we got. There's more stuff, but you know, whatever. Good Google enough. Google it. Um, yeah, let's do some questions. All right. First up, we got a bunch of questions from Zvi. Uh, first question is, what's the best comics-related TV show of the past 10 years? What's your favorite? Two different questions, so don't be afraid to have two different answers. Also, it doesn't matter if it's live action, animated, broadcast, cable, streaming, direct TV, etc. Uh, I would say, oh man, I don't know. Either Daredevil, Daredevil or Jessica Jones. Yeah, um, those are Justice the second League. season. Justice of, League, Justice League, Justice League. Was that ten years ago? I guess. I checked. Well, Unlimited um was still airing in oh, two thousand six, so great. I'm right. calling it. That's Good pretty enough. great. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I guess I've never seen that one. Watch it's on Netflix. I'll watch it. Someday. It's so good. It's really good. And Young Justice. I'll you know that's yeah. more recent too. But God, they're both What's your so favorite? good. Of the two of them, Justice League. Jared, what's your favorite? Justice League. You haven't watched them. You're <laughs> lying. I'm just trying to be cool. <laughs> Batman the Animated Series? That's really oh, good. Yeah. It's really old, though. Uh, yeah, it doesn't wow. count. Ten years. In the last ten years? I don't know. Man, I mean, yeah. The recent DC stuff, like non-animated DC stuff, I really, really love I The Flash. Good. People seem to love The Flash. I haven't great. watched it, though. It's really good. Yeah. And Supergirl also is really fun and good. Uh, I haven't watched any, so... Uh, that's all. I am way, way Daredevil behind, and Jessica Jones but... are great. Uh, that's about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's all I got. Agents of Shield. I watch. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not. Bu- I'm behind. That's all that I got too. to say. Yeah. <laughs> I, watch I watched it. it and enjoyed it, but I'm way behind on it's it. It's fine. So yeah, it's, it's fun. It's fine. It's I okay. would still say that Justice League, Justice League Unlimited, yeah, Young Justice, I Zombie, I Zombie is great. That's my favorite. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's the best. That's fair. Yeah, I forgot that that was a comic. Yeah, because the comic is completely different. Oh yeah, what about Walking Dead, guys? Walking Dead. Uh, Uh, no. You wouldn't call it that. Uh, I would call it one of. I like it. I'd say it's the best. Don't love it. Uh, Yeah, it's had too many problems. Oh my god, that season finale. No. Do you watch Walking Dead? No. I hate zombies. Oh, that's right. (laughs) I mean, I hate zombies too. I have zombies in it. The rest of it's more. I like zombie stories. I, I hate just, zombies as a trope. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, personally, I don't really like them. They're so, not very friendly. Some people do. <laughs> They're very terrible conversationalists. Um, Hardy hard. Yeah. So, yeah, that's kind of answers that. Uh, other question. Thoughts on comics that are adaptations of books or movies? What are some of the best ways to break up the story into floppies and trades? 
Oh, these are a bunch of questions, aren't yeah. they? These are different questions. Um, Let's answer that one. Comics uh, that are adaptations of books or movies. Wait, what? Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> I don't know. That's tough. But and they're the Star almost... Wars ones are great. Well, they're not really adaptations, uh, not really though. Adaptations. I would say so, very few are good. The best start. one that I can come up with is the recent um, Golden Compass. Yeah. And the thing about that, though, is that like that book was like a third of the... That graphic novel was like a third of the Do you hear they're book. making a Dark yeah. Materials show on Netflix? I know. I have a friend. Oh, who's, really? <laughs> I know someone who's writing on it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm really excited. Um. Oh, I don't know. Jeez, I didn't. I, said, I just don't think I'd many have to are think done about very it. well. So I, I think it's very rare. The thing about oh, adaptations in general, though, and that I think the thing that people that gets that people get caught up in is that it's a completely different medium. No matter what you do, it's going to be a different That's medium. True. And if you try to directly translate a movie onto the page, it's never going to work because you're always going to lose something. Um, so you just have to like you have to adapt it, and that is yeah. a thing that does not happen as often as it should. Oh, I will say the uh, Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey adaptation by Evan Dorkin. Oh, yeah. Because uh, it's pretty great and includes some crazy stuff that's not in the movie. Yeah, I was literally thinking about that because often the people who are doing these are trying to do them for when a movie comes out, which means they're working they on used a to do that all the time. Like yeah. 10 months in advance. Right. So like the old Star Wars ones would have stuff like that's not in the movie. It's like because right. we dropped it. I know. Well, yeah. And the big I read the uh, I looked through the Empire Strikes Back graphic novel adaptation, yeah. the comic adaptation, and like the big like I love you, I know moment is the text is totally different because that oh. was that was a like on the day yeah, yeah. change that that's they made, awesome. and it's like oh they made the right choice. <laughs> that is awesome. Uh, what else? We're gonna fly through these because there's a lot of questions. What are some of the best ways to break up a story into floppies and trades? I don't know what that means. Um, What's the best way to break up story into floppies and trades? Mm. Arcs. Just look at contained story. story. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Some people like buying them as they come out, but generally it's a single story. Right. So it's right. kind of in one big chunk. What sort of things in other media translate well or poorly to comics? I guess, like we said, look at the movie stuff. Like a lot of the action doesn't translate quite as well, and the maybe the personalities of the characters don't translate quite as well yeah yeah it's like um, so much is like based on the actor and that's impossible to do if that's all you've got you've got a big problem with the comic right uh do people buy these sort of things in floppies or do you see more trade waiting since people already know the larger story and do you like these adaptations i guess this is all part of the same thing yeah um are we talking about like movie tie-in adaptation, comics? Adaptation stuff. I guess most of the adaptation stuff just comes out in one book. I don't think there's any. No, a yeah. lot of it, like Captain America adaptation, they'll do four parts and then they'll do the book. Oh, they don't the do day. that. Oh, do they? Yeah, do? they, they do. do. do that. We just yeah. don't read them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I don't. I think people just generally don't read them. <laughs> like we don't sell too many of any of those. It's no longer it was before where like I think for the Star Wars one in particular, you could get it like a month before, like even the novelization of movies would come out yeah. before the movie came yeah. out. Yeah. So, like, the hardcore fans would be like, I really want to see this thing called Star Wars. Let me buy this book and this comic. And now it's like, no, I'll just go see the movie next week. Yeah, and the, so. the last part, uh, do you like these adaptations? I'm going to say mostly no. Yeah. Yeah. Just because I don't read any of them. I'm thinking about, like... I'm like, why would I want to read this the adaptation of, like, Secret of the Ooze? Yeah, and I think <laughs> your point about the Golden Compass is, like, it's like... You have to read three graphic novels to get one book. Yeah. Or like they did the Game of Thrones adaptations, what they've done four books of, and they're like on chapter six or something. Yeah. It's like a thousand page novel. It yeah. just, some things don't translate well and they shouldn't have been done. In terms of what people, I'm thinking of like like movie and TV tie-in stuff. Like, you know, the the, content, the Big Trouble in Little China that picks up and like, yeah, you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah, but that's more stuff. Well, well, in terms of, 
people who grab those things, they tend to buy them in floppies because That's it's true. like, this is a thing that like, okay, so I love the TV show Sleepy Hollow and I get all of the Sleepy Hollow comics <laughs> because I love that show so much. And yeah. I'm not going to wait for a trade for that because for me, that's like, that's a popcorn thing. Yeah, it's like you're watching it every week. Like, the yeah. Show. yeah, it's not, it's not a thing that I'm, you know, I'm not waiting for the trade. I'm not waiting for the arc to end to get the trade. Right, right. It's me supporting this thing that I like. And people who pick up those things tend to be like, oh, I love this movie or that's I love true, this right. show. And so it's like, you know, it's an, an an extra thing. It's not an investment. Um, so yeah, that's definitely a thing that I see. Uh, other things he says, uh, you guys were so wrong when you didn't fall head over heels in love with Monstrous and Angela, Queen of Hell. That's Wait, half wrong. I, hey, who we, did not fall in love with Monstrous, Monstrous in this room? Sure we all liked Monstrous. I think we gotta go back and listen to our review again. I wasn't insane about it, but I did really yeah, like it. I'm pretty sure we all liked it. But. Uh, Monstrous is incredible. It's gotten, go. it's gotten even better. Well, it's true. Well, carry on. I think the question is I, answered. The second and third <laughs> issue, I was like, it's still good, but not great. And then the fourth issue was amazing. So I'm back. I wore I'm back a- on board t-shirt with a monster on it for the release of monstrous <laughs> nice. uh <laughs> angela on. queen of hell i it's fine uh, actually that's something that it's good but it's not like uh, that kevin actually went back and read all of yeah. recently and basically told me i was an idiot for not keeping up with it and oh, really? I need, yeah i haven't done it yet i mean but it's good i like yeah, it i mean i love marguerite bennett as a yeah. writer so yeah. and the art's great yeah. um i kept up with it it's definitely really good uh have you learned the error of your ways I guess sort of. I guess. Kelly's going to. I'm almost there. Uh, <laughs> but we definitely were not wrong about monsters. We did. We all liked it. Yeah. Um, it would be great if occasionally you circled back and let us know if something you reviewed earlier got better or worse from your initial evaluation. I think we did that at some we point. We tried to do it about that when like trades came out. Whether something we should was be doing still that. Yeah. Good. Yeah, every um, once in a while, we should like pop in on something. Be like, hey, hey guys, Paper like Girls it? still great. There Trade you go. just came out. Still great. Still the best. <laughs> Bye. Giant Days Volume 2 just came out. Also awesome. Yeah, Giant Days is still the best. Nailbiter, still uh, great. Spider-Woman, still one of the best comics uh, Marvel's Agreed. putting out. Agreed, uh, yeah. Oh, man, I need to catch up on it. Well, we're gonna about, we're about to talk behind. about Spider-Woman Alpha, oh, we so are. we That's can talk true. about it. All right, let's do some reviews. Yeah. <laughs> All right, thanks, V. Yeah, send us questions, guys. Oh, yeah, send them to our stuff. Oh, to man. our places. <laughs> <laughs> to <laughs> the internet. Facebook, the big planet email. Just, Twitter, just Tumblr. Google it. <laughs> All right, reviews. Oh my gosh. We love comics, they're swell. Except when they're written by Scott Lovedell. I prefer important books like Louis Riel. It's time for reviews. Speaking of reviews, yes. Here's some reviews. Yeah. Uh, first up, we got Black Panther number one by Tanisi Coates and Brian Stelfries. A little um, book you might have heard about. Yeah. Just a little side note our store blew up today because he. Uh, uh, Coates uh, tweeted that people should come to our store to buy it. Uh, which worked. Which exploded. Yeah, our store was crazy busy today, inundated with a million phone calls and people coming in. Um, and well-deserved, because this is a freaking fantastic yeah, comic. Yeah, we managed a to tip... Fantastic book. managed to tiptoe around selling out. We, we are very, very close. Um, I think it might be out of print now, so... Yeah, so... If you guys see it... Good luck getting it. <laughs> grab it, because it was really awesome. Uh, yeah, so... Uh, I don't know what to say. First of all, uh, the, the one thing I liked is that he kind of acknowledged all the recent history of Black Panther and m- figured out a way to integrate that into a new story. Yeah, this um, is super Black Panther nerdy, but still doing new stuff. Yeah, but if you are not super familiar with the character, you will be fine. Yes. Yeah, you'll honestly. be fine. Yeah, they give you a little brief synopsis of what's been happening and where he's at the moment. Um, if this is the first comic you've ever picked up because you like Ta-Nehisi Coates, honestly, <laughs> you'll probably be fine. You'll be fine. It's great. Um yeah, uh, the one thing I didn't uh, expect was that um, 
almost all of the book is about his like uh, supporting cast, which is almost all female, <laughs> which is great. Uh, and a lot of it is about like the gender politics of Wakanda. Yeah, and about um, his guard. Who yeah, his sort guard. of always been a thing, and I think that was. I, I mean, I've read a lot of like interviews with him right. leading up to this, and he said it was a thing that had already always sort of made him uncomfortable. Yeah, and so I love that he like took that discomfort and was like, "We're gonna, I'm gonna do this head on." Yeah, because Black Panther's always had these kind of like bikini-clad warrior women that only do whatever he says. Like basically, they're like kind of like slaves, but not. Yeah, exactly. and a little bit like a harem. Like they're there to protect him, and they're very, yeah. you know, they're they're really cool and very skilled. But also, there's this like expectation that like one of them will be his wife, right. and that's messed up. <laughs> right, and then so that's it's it's about like a two of them have like a relationship, and one of them gets in trouble, and the other one uh, decides to save him. So like, there's some interesting stuff going on there, and Black Panther's kingdom is kind of falling apart, and uh, he's barely holding it together, um, and something crazy is happening with his sister. Um, there's a tw- crazy twist involving that and there's so many things going on but it's well balanced and the one thing I like that I didn't expect is like a l- when a lot of authors do um, like people who write like novels when they write a comic usually they're like super way w- too wordy yeah because yep. they're um, taking was, like their stuff and not realizing how much yeah. you can tell with this was not a yeah. picture not at all and um, I've never actually read any of his books or anything uh, but he does a very uh, he's away with words. Yeah, no. <laughs> if you are familiar, very eloquent. If you are familiar with his voice, this will be familiar to him. It, it to right. you, it sounds like Tony Easy Codes, but not in a way that's like distracting from the story. Right. Um, no, it's beautiful. Yeah, it's beautiful. And Brian Stelfreeze's art is great. Oh my gosh, uh, some it's of the great. best art he's ever done. I think the last thing I don't remember what the last thing I saw him on. Damon. Maybe Cap. Huh? Damon. Oh, he did Damon. That's what it was. Uh, Damon was great. Well, um, he nails the like. Afrofuturism, high tech Wakanda thing. Yeah. Completely. Great. Yeah. Uh, they have some good little bits at the end, uh, interviewing both of them, talking about their process and what inspired them. And they both have put a lot of thought and effort into this. Yeah. It looks like they're, they, I mean, they take it very seriously, especially like Coates because he's, you know, a huge comic book fan. Yeah. Which is great. And he's, you know, he's I mean, like super excited about doing this. And you can kind of tell that. And, I don't know. It's great. I mean, Stealthy's super good. too, man. He's done a lot of awesome right. like costume design. Right. The designs for like, all of the Wakandan things are like, incredible. All the people and like all the like the various factions and, and costumes yeah. and, and yeah. neighboring countries and um, technology. I love this panel where you see you actually see T'Challa's mask like form on his yeah, face. It's like a, like, and yeah. all the circuits Bionic that come thing, out. Oh, yeah. it, it's it like it's gave me Kirby. goosebumps. <laughs> it's very Kirby esque too. I think that's that I, is super Kirby. That's You're right. really new great thing though i yeah. i don't know maybe it's a thing that he's got a new ability as well in this the really? soul stalking that's a brand oh, right. new thing uh, i bet some of these existed before like, no I feel that like, one is new really yeah i feel like he's done some super nerdy research and like yep. <laughs> looked at every no, possible black definitely did. <laughs> um but yeah it's great wonderful love it definitely uh, pick it up pick it up if you can find it it seems to be selling out like crazy all over the place i'm sure it'll be back available soon but oh so. yeah they'll reprint it, it a million times it. but yep. uh yeah black panther number one uh that's it for the episode now just kidding. no um <laughs> almost it doesn't get any better than that does it oh actually there's, there's some, some other stuff. really good things we got good uh stuff coming up. next up we have empress number one by mark miller and Stuart emmerman with wade von grob badger is he colors, colors? he's an colors. anchor anchor uh, so this is another big epic sci-fi idea like uh, Starlight that Mark Miller did, but this one is set like you know a bazillion years ago on Earth when there are still like dinosaurs, but another weird you know humanoid civilization. And it's basically that there is a 
horrible, awful, tyrannical emperor who just, you know, murders everyone who doesn't do anything he says. And he has a, a wife and a couple of kids. And the wife has finally reached the point where she's like, we have to get out of here. This relationship is going to end up with my kids killed or mutilated to be like, you know, the crown prince or whatever. And so she's kind of got a henchman bodyguard who has agreed to help her escape. And then there's a lot of escaping and kind of big action scenes with little bits of character drama as to why they're doing this and what, you know, the stakes are for them to get out of here. Um, that's about it. It's so it's good. This pretty awesome. Feels to me like um, Miller's attempt at a saga. Yeah, book? maybe even yeah. more like Star Wars. Like Star Wars. The main saga character book. is like Han Solo. He's like old Han Solo. Right, but it's about the family. Right, and like the yep. focus is on the family. And honestly, I am not a fan of Miller's writing usually. Um, and I've but I've noticed that recently the thing that he has been like one of the main themes in his books is heart, and yeah. he's like really trying to do things with heart and this is the best example of that um and i really really enjoy this i was surprised i knew it was going to be beautiful because of eminent but i was really surprised by how much i genuinely loved the story and the writing again awesome awesome action sequences done by eminent like yeah crazy space battles are great uh the dinosaurs designs are great dinosaurs are great people riding dinosaurs is great yeah oh (laughs) Um, my gosh but yeah uh definitely check it out you'll love it if you like star wars or saga, saga even yeah worth checking it's not out as it. um randy <laughs> randy yeah it doesn't have the like it's the not as humor edgy and personality as saga, as saga but, but it's yeah. got the family center and it's got that heart yeah uh so yeah that was empress number one definitely check it out next up uh the fix number one by nick spencer and steve lieber uh, this was actually my favorite book this week uh i love black panther i loved empress but for some reason the fix just got me uh it's like my kind of book crime uh, it's not just because it's crime it's because it's really it's funny. funny um if you didn't read superior foes of spider-man that's the other book that they lasted together oh, is this the same team yeah okay oh, yeah. Team. i knew that i knew that yeah superior had done the art, foes but... was like my favorite book um and this has the same kind of humor and just i mean it's a little more adult obviously um but yeah it's it's great it's so good it's about basically these guys two guys who are um, in the beginning, you see them kind of robbing an old folks' home, which is really hilarious because um, there's an old mobster there, and of course they mess it up. Uh, and you find out uh, that they are actually police officers. <laughs> um, and the rest of the story is kind of like telling you about how they be- became like who they are, um, and they how they, <laughs> uh, as a young man, um, the main character like witnessed uh, this guy who was robbing a bank, and he was like the coolest guy ever. But then he made a cooler guy who was the cop who like killed him. He's like, well, you're a cop. You can kind of do whatever you want. You can break the rules. You can kill people. You can take some money on the side. And so he decides to become a cop, which is not the reason most people become a cop, but it's great. Um, and then you meet their like kind of informant friend who's like a movie producer. Um, and he's got this crazy story that he tells that really cracked me up. And then, uh, I don't know, you get to see kind of like this weird organized crime ring inside of the police force, um, which is really interesting. And it's really f- just fun, man. I don't know. There's a it lot was of like every like, single page, like made me laugh. Yeah. And, a lot it of it's great. the kind of character dialogue and his take on everything that he's kind of like doing commentary on everything mentally as he's like narrating his story and what's going and on. I would say this had the best uh, cliffhanger. Yep. Amazing. Of all the books this week. With uh, introduction of pretzels. Yep. <laughs> so prepare for pretzels. Pretzels is great. Um, yeah, that was the fix number one. 
Uh, next up, we have Hyperion number one by Chuck Wending and Wendig and yeah. Nick Varela. Yeah. So um, continuing from a theme from last week, uh, Chuck Wendig is a novelist. Oh. Um, I don't know that he has done comics before, but um, he's a good novelist, and this is a good comic. Um, and I say that because I have never in my life cared about Hyperion <laughs> as yeah, a character right. at all. I found him, I've always found him very boring. I mean, he's Superman. Yeah. Um, but this was really good and fun, basically. So you've got it, you've, well, he's, he's like undercover as a truck driver, although the comic is told from the perspective of, the, of this like teen girl who's running away. Right. And she, hitchhikes on his truck and she thinks that it's him that he's hyperion right. and you don't really know why she thinks that it's him or why she knew to well, she picks him. him because she wants she needs help with some crazy stuff right because she's on the road from carnies is yeah. is what is happening uh, here it turns into like a carnival <laughs> mad carnies. max uh, yeah. scenario it's really fun and funny and so like weird sweet and the art is really fantastic and i was really surprised by like how much I loved this! Yeah, I'm interested to see like where this goes because it's such a weird. It's not like most superhero. It reminds me the most of like the Vision, where it's like something completely different completely than any other superhero own, yeah. book. Yeah, uh, it's like I hope the whole thing is uh, trucker Hyperion. Yeah, sure. Um, I, I hope it's just like him going around the country on a truck, and every once in a while he gets in some. Cra- It'll be like the. The Incredible Hulk, Hulk series where he's hitchhiking across the country and just getting in crazy situations, mm-hmm. which I hope this is all of this book. Um, but yeah, that was Hyperion number one. Super good. Uh, next up, we have Spider-Woman Alpha number one. It's the beginning of a crossover between Spider-Woman, Spider-Gwen, and Silk. Um, this is by Dennis Hopeless and Jason Latour and Robbie Thompson. Um, this issue is drawn by Vanessa Del Rey, which is incredible. It's <laughs> actually just Thompson on the on the uh, oh, on this script, issue. but they all three contributed to the yeah, story. Yeah, they wrote the plot, yeah. right? Because they're the regular writing team of those three books. Right, right? and they'll be yes. writing the tie-in issues. Or, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so it'll be this one and then tie into all the rest of them and then have it probably a Spider-Woman Omega, which yeah, will wrap sure. it all back right. up again. Uh, but yeah, so it's basically the three of them uh, having suffered. So they're all spider-powered people in the Spider-Man-type universe, right. Spider-Verse. Uh, and they're all kind of becoming friends, but all have various different problems. Uh, one of them has been locked in a bunker for most of her adult life. Uh, one of them is newly a single mother. And one of them is kind of a criminal uh, on the run from the police. Well, yeah. Spider-Gwen's last big arc like was about like all of her friends. And it was tying up the right. the Peter Parker stuff. So it was a really emotionally right. yeah, raw so thing. They've got stuff going on. Uh, but the main thing of this is uh, that there's someone tracking them. Uh, because they can kind of jump around between universes, because some of them are from different universes, of course. Right. Uh, and so there's someone out there after them trying to figure out what's going on. But the three of them just literally are like, we're getting a babysitter for Jessica, and we're all going to go hang out. And they end up going to this crazy place Clown in Town. Clown Town. In Spider Gwen's like Spider Gwen's reality. Like yeah. the biggest, coolest party restaurant yeah. in the whole place. And then, of course, you know, there's bad guys to fight and giant robots kind of attack yeah and there's uh, a crazy twist at the end yeah. but a lot of it is just them talking and trying to figure out and deal with their problems and stuff yeah. intermixed with all the stuff so it's a really good balance it's of great. all that yeah it's external and internal yes things too the way they relate to each other which i found interesting because if you read these books like it's you might forget that the way these characters came about was the whole spider-verse thing yeah um I mean, Spider-Woman had been around, but that's where Spider-Gwen came from, and that's yep. where Silk came from. Yep. 
and it's not a thing that you necessarily need to have read to get this but it was an it was a really interesting and um i appreciated it as a callback <laughs> of like particularly with silk like cindy was locked in a bunker for like her right. entire teenage year like yep. that's a really really bad time to be by yourself yeah <laughs> so all of her references are like 90s things yeah and she like is not great at relating to people and um yeah they've all got issues yeah. so it's interesting to see how they play off of each other and uh Vanessa Del Rey's art is amazing oh, on yeah. this it's all like this kind of like scratchy like penciled stuff with yeah. really nice colors on top and very dynamic and oh man it's so it's good it's beautiful yeah I like that they did an artist who wasn't one of the regular artists yeah. on each of the books and right. it doesn't look like it, any of the books right. it's definitely it's own thing uh, and it's super great yes. um, definitely check it out uh, Spider-Woman Alpha number one uh, next up we have Kelly's boyfriend My Star boyfriend. Wars his name is Star Wars Poe Dameron yep uh, number one by Charles Soule and Phil Noto it's a very long name mm-hmm <laughs> Uh, so this is the first of the Star Wars tie-ins um, that is a character who was introduced in the movies. So Shattered Empire was about Poe's parents, but um, they're not actually in the movies. So right. this is, not only do you have Poe, but you've got a bunch of the, um, you've got General Leia Organa, and then you've got also like the, um, some of the, the Other X-Wing rebel pilots. pilots. Yeah. yeah. Um, and this is more Poe Dameron than you see in the movie. Yes. <laughs> so the beginning of The Force Awakens, spoiler alert, is Poe um, meeting up with this this old contact of Leia's, Lor Santeca, to get something. And um, that's the, the end of his journey, basically. And so this is the beginning. This is him being given this mission and not right. knowing where to start. Um, so it takes place probably like at least a few months before the beginning of right. the movie, which is much that's I, I expected this would be much further before the movie. Nope. But yeah. Um, so yeah, it's great. Charles Sewell has the the character voice down really well. The art's fantastic. Um, I love I, that. I have one problem with the art. What? Like Phil Noto is really good at drawing Poe Dameron without his helmet. When he's wearing his helmet, <laughs> it's just a kind of face. And as soon as you get that Oscar Isaac hair back in the game, you're like, yeah, that's Poe Dameron <laughs> with the helmet. I was like, I don't know, man. Um, uh, I don't know. I mean, it's great. They, um, the X-Wing pilot helmets are not attractive on nope, anybody. So it doesn't matter. Helmets. It doesn't matter how you draw. <laughs> yeah, but it was really fun and funny. And um, I like Poe. He's one of my favorite characters in the movie. And I, uh, I love that they included Jess Pava, who is one of the pilots in the movie. And they also included Kari Kun, who is, if you read... Um, I'm a giant nerd. If you read the uh, Before the Awakening book, oh that, boy, yeah, that Greg Rucka wrote that has Yikes. like it has like pre, it's got background information on right. the three main characters. But the Poe part, you learn about his squadron in the Republic Navy before he oh, nice. um, peeled off and joined the Resistance, and his squadron came with him, and one of the members is Kari Kun. Um, and so I've been. Well, I don't. I don't know who she is, but she looks amazing. She looks really she looks cool, like and a I. Total I, I don't know. It but makes me really happy that they included her in this. We also get a BB-8 mini story by Chris Iliopoulos so with Jordi Belair, and it's great. It's a really cool little story about BB-8 trying to hook up this this couple that like each other but have not talked to each other yet. And it's I had a lot of fun doing cute. BB-8's uh, sound effects out loud. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Yeah, Poe Dameron, number one. That was great. Uh, next up, we have... Princess Jellyfish by Akiko Higashimura. Uh, Kelly is the only one that's read this. <laughs> so I can't really say anything about it, but uh, I'm interested it to see great. what it's about. It looks great. 
Yeah, so this is a manga that um, has been... Uh, I didn't really know anything about it, and a friend of mine, as soon as I said it, it was coming out, she was like, oh, that's a thing that, like, it's it's an anime at this point. And so a lot of people have watched the anime, but they haven't been able to get the translated mm. manga. So mm. this has um, been a long time coming. And basically, it's about this girl um, who is, she loves jellyfish. Like, that's her thing. She's mm. a huge fan of jellyfish. And she lives in this house. Under the sea? Oh, no. No. Right. No. She lives in this house full of women who are all each of them like obsessed with something okay. they're like it's like the crazy antisocial nerd thing <laughs> way 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 up okay um and they totally enable each other and all of their bad habits right. and they're all anti-men and so she <laughs> they're all anti-men they're very very anti-men <laughs> yeah it, it's really unhealthy <laughs> it's incredibly <laughs> unhealthy um and she meets up she meets this really beautiful woman at one point who basically like convinces a pet store guy to give her a jellyfish so then she has this pet jellyfish which is great <laughs> but when she, and uh they end up back at the house really late and so she ends up spending the night and when she wakes up the next morning she realizes it's not a woman it's a guy who oh, cross dresses wow. <laughs> and so the rest of the women in the house can't know that he's a guy because they are anti men right. um but this is like the first friend that she's ever had who was not one of these like really very antisocial women. Right. So it's about her like sort of learning to balance those two things that uh-huh. you can really love something. And also, and there's stuff with the, the guy character, like his whole family and it goes crazy and it's really sweet. It's very, very sweet and fun. Um, and, I don't know. I, I, it sounds, I good. Ran it sounds like nothing it. like what I thought Princess Jellyfish. No. I thought it was about a princess who was a jellyfish. No, <laughs> not at all. Um, uh, but it sounds great. Yeah. I like I, I had there were things that I had problems with, mostly with the the enabling roommates. Right. right. Um, but I really am looking forward to the next volume. I awesome. really want to check it out. I'll cool. have to read some. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That was Princess Jellyfish Volume 1. Uh, check it out. Um, seems like a, I, I think there's a lot of like manga for young girls i mean there is but not stuff that's like all about being young girls i don't know <laughs> well these women are in their like 20s and 30s oh is that that's what it is part of why oh, okay. it's very unhealthy that is very unhealthy <laughs> yeah. yeah i yeah. imagine they were it's teenagers when you explained it uh, yeah wow they're yeah no somebody comments on that like the dude when he gets there wow. he's like you guys are in your 30s you you have to like leave <laughs> your houses yeah <laughs> oh boy this is bad it's even more depressing yeah um but yeah i'll have to check it out uh that's that and that's it for our episode what did you guys love this week well, you already said yours is the fix. The fix for sure. Mine um, was the fix too. Was it? Awesome. Oh yeah. No, so mine good. was Black Panther. Black Panther. Yeah. yeah. Black Panther also was great. really close. I really liked Empress too, but that's got you know more build up to go. But that was yeah. super fun. But man, the fix was amazing. That's really good. Uh, yeah. That's all for episode. We'll be back next week, maybe. I don't know. We'll see. Hopefully, unless I go to New York again. Unless <laughs> I go, true. unless I go to New York. <laughs> um, unless yeah. my computer breaks. Yeah. All right. Uh, we'll see you guys next time. Let's see Bye. You.